What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jill on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose. And man, I, I'd be a liar if I would have told you an hour and 10 minutes ago we would be doing a show saying that the Bulls won in Toronto. But the Bulls won in Toronto. A 19-point comeback. Zach Levine turns it on in the second half. It was absolutely insane. Before we get into this, Pete. I can't even talk. I'm so excited right now. Please be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for our Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sports. That following Goose at Goose on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, please get the fuck off of there. Go over to the YouTube on Tap Sportsnet YouTube channel. Subscribe, hit the bell. Anytime we go live, you'll be notified. We're presented by Sports Illustrated Media Group. One more quick note on this. It's the pickle juice episode, man, and I am not stoked about it. Do we have to do it to begin it, or are you just well, going to say think, I think we're going to finish it because I want you to be able to do the show um, after you told me that you literally have a bag prepped for the potential of you releasing the pickle juice. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm nervous, man, but I got it. I got it right here with fucking pickles in it. All right. I fished my pickles out while the game was going on there towards the end. Uh, so we, we just got juice. We're not going to choke on anything, luckily. Um, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not nearly as concerned as you. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like it, it might actually taste a little all right. So I'm not I'm not too worried. Oh, look at you, fucking tough guy. Great. <laughs> it's not a tough guy. I just, I just don't know that the pickle juice is going to be vomit worthy. You know, I don't, I don't know that I need it back. Right. I feel you on that. Listen, man. They came back down from 19. This game started off pretty close in the first quarter. The Bulls were only down five. Uh, Kobe White came in and gave a huge uh, contribution off of the bench in that first half, um, though he did not score, I believe, in the second half. Uh, Patrick Williams came in, did some good things in that second half. He, he took five shots in the first quarter, which is very aggressive for him. He only ended the shot with 12, or with 12 total shots in the game. But they came in and set a tone to kind of help keep us afloat in that first quarter. Um, Patrick Beverly looked like hell throughout the game until he hit a pretty big three there in that fourth quarter. Um, and then Zach Levine was pretty much non-existent throughout the first half. I mean, it didn't, his stat line wasn't bad. He had nine points in the first half. Or first half, I'm sorry, the first half. I said second half. He was non-existent in the first half. Um, but in the second half, he came out and he attacked. He did what he had to do. That's the whole yeah, uh, over and over and over again. Um, and as a Bulls fan, that is huge. That, like the biggest thing that we question with Zach is the clutch, 
the intelligence, you know, the, the game decisions that you make in big moments. Um, and outside of that three late in the game, which I would say was a little uh, questionable, the way that he had it going. Are you um, talking about that second or third to last possession there, that three? Third last possession. Obviously, the, the one that was even crazier that he made uh, is why you can't get too upset when Zach takes any kind of shot because he is just that elite of a tough shot maker. Uh, but his second half and DeMar's daughter screaming, uh, leading to Toronto shooting 50% from the free throw line tonight um, with a total of 36 attempts. So they were 18 of 36 at the free throw line tonight. Um, and it, like the broadcast started off and there was like, there's a screamer. Who's the screamer? Uh, the screamer was identified as DeMar's daughter. And I'm on Twitter and I'm seeing all these weird comments like, oh, horrible parenting in effect. It was like, no, 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 no. His daughter is screaming strategically placed behind the opponent's hoop and distracted the shit out of them all night. I, I love what I saw from Demar's daughter. You know, she's out there supporting her dad, man. What, 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 what can't you like about that? I mean, I guess, I guess if you didn't put the math together that that was what was going on, then yeah, maybe you'd be a little disappointed. But that was that was a masterclass in um, away game kind of distraction for uh, the home team. So applause to Demar's daughter. There was a certain point tonight where I was like, "Who's going to get the MVP? Is is it going to be Demar? Is it going to be his daughter?" And uh, Zach took it from both of them. Yeah, Zach took it from both of them, luckily, so I don't have to make a mean comment. But it's it was a very confusing game to start. And then in that third quarter, when we started building momentum, when we took the air out of that place, you, you kind of had that feeling. And yeah, you did. apparently the Raptors had that feeling too, because. Well, that, that place got quiet. That place got extremely quiet. Um, I felt like you were seeing body language from uh, OG and Scotty Barnes. Like they were starting to like lose a little bit of faith there. Siakam and Van Fleet, I got to give those two credit. Um, if Toronto could keep those guys and, and not have to ship them off for a rebuild, I feel like those two are very good players to have on your team. I mean, uh, listen, Fred Van Vliet hit seven threes tonight. The Bulls hit seven as a team. Um, this game was lost for Toronto, unfortunately, on the backs of guys that can't hit free throws like Pascal Siakam and OG and Obi. And I want a playoff uh, play in, can't even call it a playoff yet because it's not a play in basketball game shooting 26% from the three point line. Yeah. Seven to 26. That is insane to even say out loud. And at the set, at the half, that's not what I thought I was going to be saying during the show, which is so weird doing it is. You had that whole first half where you're like, oh, man, we're going to be talking about, like, the few good things that, that we might see to finish this game and wrap the season up, move on, dust our hands. And now we are looking at the perfect storm of DeMar getting to knock off the Raptors and the Bulls on the cusp of trying to turn this page with Zach Levine knocking Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat out of the playoffs and officially securing that. It's <laughs> a big spot. fucking game. That's a big game. Um, I, I gotta say I'm proud of Zach. He could have, I've dog, I mean, I haven't dog Zach too bad, but I've never put my full support behind Zach Levine. Um, your top five player on the team for you now. I would have to go through the list. I'll, I'll get back to you. Um, but tonight, <laughs> but tonight I, I have to say that first half goose, I, I had no faith in him. I, I, I thought about it a couple times fucking firing off some tweets, talking some of that, that mad shit, you know, because Zach's Mac. Right. 
and I, I was just like, dude, this this fucking guy is non-existent here. I'm like, this is the biggest game. This is arguably the biggest game of his career. You know, I understand yeah, he got the playoffs a, last year, but get a loser go home scenario very often. There was not a game in that right. playoffs going against the one seed Bucks last year that felt, you know, like it was right. Um, you know, uh do or die game. You never felt like you no, you never felt that way. Right. right. And this is what it was literally like. do or die. Right. And that's something that I want to uh, actually retract one of my statements about, about the plan. I don't know if it's because my team's in it. I still don't like it. I'm, I'm telling you that now because I don't like change. You just don't like change. Right. I don't like change. I hate change. Um, It's a real fucking problem. You should talk to somebody about that. Anyway, <laughs> you know, last night's Lakers game against Minnesota was very fun. Uh, Atlanta, Miami was nuts yesterday. And then I'm really looking forward to 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 the Thunder game tonight. And I, I was really looking forward to the Bulls playing against Toronto as well because – like you just said, it's do or die. We don't get that a lot. We yeah, have- so so as much as I'm with you, because I'm I'm skeptical of the plan, and obviously right now it's easy to feel good about the plan because our team just won in the play-in. But to give teams who have fought for 82 games an instant game seven kind of scenario setup and watch them battle it out the way that these teams do, they want it. Like more than anything. I just played 82 games, and it's all on this one game. Right. Zach Levine showed up tonight. That yeah. So much for this team going forward. And to an extent, I know you're not going to want to hear it, but our boy Pat, in that second half, that defense that he turned up the, the oh, a little hey, bit. I'm not – hey, you know, aggressive. if he's doing it, I'm into it. Oh, no, exactly. You know, I, I, I'm just I, – I like to call people out that – that say he could do it all the time because he doesn't show that a lot. I don't know if he has the gas to do his it. first dunk tonight, that dunk he had in the first quarter. And then he turns around and the, I mean, the, that was the hardest high five I've ever seen him give anybody on the team. And he had this fucking look in his face, like, fuck you. Like I'm, I'm a dog. And I was like, okay, Pat. And then they had that little Pat and Kobe connection there that was working. And arguably dude, I know we didn't come back till the second half, but those two having the confidence in the first half helped us not get too far away, and, no, and that's I mean, something that should be and that's something that should be respected. Their confidence in the first half left this game under twenty points to come back, to, right. to leave it set up for Zach and Demar, who were seemingly frustrated with each other at a certain point of this game, um, and things weren't going well. I, I do think it has to be noted that the Bulls' biggest run came with Demar on the bench. It did. Yeah, it absolutely did. Um, we have to give flowers too because I, I feel like we're getting it. We're kind of all over because this game just felt all over. Alex Crusoe needs flowers real quick. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I hated him starting this game because I felt like I needed somebody with defensive intensity coming off of that bench along with Colby White and Pat. Um, so all that pressure wasn't on them, so they could just kind of play their game. But Caruso really set the tone there in the second half, especially in that third quarter. He came up with two or a big steal in the third quarter to help us get on a little bit of a run. Fourth quarter, he had a great uh, a board, went around the other end, got a layup, then came back and got a steal. Uh, he played phenomenal tonight. I want to give him all the credit in the world. Um, other than that, like Drummond only getting four minutes or Io getting four minutes, I was really proud of Billy Donovan for fucking shoring that rotation down and then taking DJJ and throwing him in there for a hot minute because DJJ came in and was plus six right away. He used some length uh, on Scotty Barnes that really annoyed Scotty Barnes for a little bit. And I 
Billy made some adjustments there that need to be respected. And I know a lot of people aren't big Billy Donovan fans, and I'm not picking on anybody in particular. But when your team can't hit threes and you go seven for 26 in an NBA game, let me remind you what I just said earlier in the podcast. Fred Van Vliet hit seven himself. The Bulls hit seven as a team. To find a way to not just motivate your team, but come up with a good game plan and switching up a little bit of the rotations to be able to come back and take advantage of them missing those free throws and to go on the runs that they want off, they went on, Billy Donovan needs a little bit of credit too. So that was huge from him tonight. Yeah, no, you don't come back from 19 points down without your coach pushing the right buttons and making the right rotational decisions in that second half. Um, pulling DeMar was a tough thing to do to start this game. It didn't look like Billy was going to rest DeMar at all. It looked like DeMar was going to get quick little 30-second, 40-minute to a minute blows, you know, and get back out on the court. Um, and he sat him for an extended period, and he rode that momentum that that lineup was running. Yeah, he did. Um, which is hard to do. Obviously, it's not going to make DeMar happy, um, but it was clearly the right call. I mean, uh, like DeMar still played 39 fucking minutes. You know, I mean, 48 minutes in a game. You know, I mean, Billy, Billy coached a good – Billy outcoached Nick Nurse tonight. And, and, and again, we can – yeah, I, I think he did. And I'll tell you this much. Those missed free throws killed Toronto. I mean, they they obviously killed Toronto. Um, the fact oh, that – free throws and they made half of them. Right. I mean, and for Toronto, it's got to be kind of hard to goose because, I mean, you know he's – that was his last game coaching the Toronto Raptors. He is gone. Nick Nurse is gone. He's rumored to be going to Houston – that this is done and over with for Nick Nurse over there. He got out coached by Billy in his last game, blew a 19 point lead, move on out, give everybody their flowers that deserve them on the Bulls, and Zach Levine the game ball. And that's where I'm at with this one. You have Miami next. Um, we beat Miami three times out of the three matchups that we had during the regular season. Uh, we actually lost uh, twice. The two times that we were in Toronto this year, we lost there. So now that the third time we're there, we pick up that win. Funny that these stats don't count for anything. You know, uh, they don't contribute to the regular season or playoff stats, but you know, they go in there and they get that win. But yeah, I mean, we, we have been very real on this show. I think about our disappointment with the team and, and having to labor through some of the episodes. I mean, when you lose 42 times, we have to cover that. It sucks. Or tell everybody the truth here. We have fun talking with everybody. Comment section lighting up is always the fucking coolest thing in the world to us. We love that. But it was exhausting. I think from this point on, we take it a game at a time. And we just have fun with it. Because I don't think this team is going to be back next year in this capacity. So let's just have a little bit of fun while we're, while we're riding on out. We, we got to take do or die approaches now, too. because this We have to. Do or That's die. what the Bulls did, and they won. All right. So there's now a little part of you in the back of your head that's still like, you know, if we lose, we get a small little percentage chance in the lottery. There's, there's you, already, you already know there is. You didn't need to ask it in front of everybody. Like that's kind I, of, I, I had to. These are like, fucking, these are couple like, behind closed door conversations. Bro, not like in front of say, everybody. We keep it real on this show. We don't have closed doors. Our doors are wide open. Except for this green screen. It hides some fun things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we won't talk about that. <laughs> we can't. We, really oh, we, can't. we totally can't. All right, enough of the cute talk. From let's okay, fuck you, dude. Brad, Brad is stung. Oh, we're, we're just going. We're just back to in the middle of the show. Not even, not even gonna finish the game coverage. We won. Cheers. We are. The yeah, champions. I just pickle juice. I felt, I felt good for a minute about it, and, and now, now I don't do it. No, dude, I'm fucking nervous. Let's just go. Here we go.
my screen's frozen. That was, was what I was trying to do. You just fucking did it. You just did it. Okay. Oh, man, there's still piglet in here. Hang on, dude. You got to give me that <laughs> second. You just got to give me. You got to hold it. You got to hold the fucking show together. Wait. Wait. Hold the show together? I'm Wait. on pickle juice. Then Don't I fucking figure it out. Man. Figure it out. I'll figure it out. Oh, shit. All right. Come on, Brad. Where are your balls? Chess Sports Fan says, I got balls. I got them cut when I had my third kid, bud. You had the same guy. You still have balls. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Just chasing with the Miller. I hear it tastes great with Jameson. Go find some whiskey, take a shot, chug it, take another shot. You know? This is for a bulls win. Okay. This is for the bulls making the play. You're luckily getting to drink it in happiness because we get to celebrate something. So do it. Hit it. Nice and zesty. Nice and zesty, baby. Woo! Woo! You got to talk for a minute. I got to talk for a minute? You're not allowed to spit that out. I'm not, not, man. It's in my beard, dog. Oh, I smell it now. That's why we're supposed to wait till the end. Now now you got to smell that in your beard for the next 20 minutes while we continue to talk. Okay. Just check the beer. Chase it. Chase it. There you go. Get that chaser. Woo! There you go, buddy. I did that for you. Yeah, I mean, we only talked about it for like 50 games, but we did it. We did. Oh, oh. We're we okay. We're good? No, we're, we're good. Okay, man. Hold it down. Hold it down. Get another sip of beer. Get another sip of beer in there. <laughs> I, I, no, whoever that's, does that's, that for fun, fuck them. I'll just say that right now. That sucked. That like I said, so- it wasn't it's, it's like living in here. It, it's living. It wasn't. I don't. I think it's growing. It, it, it wasn't bad. I, I just hope that I don't like have the shits tomorrow or something. Well, what brand did you have? I had Meyer kosher dill. <laughs> I had Milwaukee's Wisconsin's hometown favorite petite kosher dill pickles. Okay. Okay. I thought so. You moved away from the zesty then. Oh you yeah. If I was, was a bad yeah, idea. if I would have done the zesty, I think I would have died. Okay. Yeah, right. I already have acid reflux, so it's going to get even worse now. She probably shouldn't drink beer, but, you know, <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. So yeah, right. I, it still keeps coming up. I'm trying to stall up before the Miami matchup. <clears throat> that's what Tums are for. Yeah, that's not bad. I got some upstairs. I should have brought them Yeah, you're, here. you're old, though. You got to have Tums. It's true. I'm 31. You're I just old. drank pickle juice you're because the Bulls won. And then I chased it with a Miller Lite. What am I, 22? <clears throat> yeah. It just keeps happening. I can't stop it. I'm sorry. Oh, Brian, cut it out. You see, this is terrible. Okay. All right, so the Bulls, will play, the, the Bulls will play Miami. And that's on Friday, Friday. right? Friday, Friday night Correct. in Miami. Um, Miami looked like complete and utter shit against Atlanta last night. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch that game, did you? I did. I was I was out at the bar, but uh, luckily the patio did have a TV facing the window, uh, so I was able to watch that game. And I was I was thrown because I had tweeted earlier in the day that you know I would rather see the Hawks uh, than I would the Heat. And the way the Heat played that game, I don't know if that's quite the case. Um, and given the storyline that we laid out earlier, uh, knocking off these two teams to make our way into the playoffs. Um, seemingly to probably get our ass kicked by the Bucks would still change <laughs> the time of my life for the next two days. And, you know, the moment is all that matters right now. 
and I'm feeling kind of confident going into this heat game after the night, which I shouldn't because that first half was shit. More so the second quarter. So first the, was heat, so-so. the heat shot extremely, extremely poorly from three in the game against Atlanta. They really couldn't get a lot going. Um, and I, I felt like, I felt like Jimmy wasn't really clicking and, and Tyler hero was really forcing in that game. I don't know what you think, but that's at least what I think. Um, I feel like this is a very good match. I mean, it was a regular season, good matchup, but I feel like it's a really good matchup for the bulls on Friday night, just because of the struggles that Miami has faced this year. So, I mean, they, I mean, if you look at it, they don't really shoot great either. Um, well, yeah. Cause Duncan Robinson is kind of like falling out of their rotation. Hasn't he? I don't even know if he's fucking in it. Did he even get in last night? I would have to look. I don't remember seeing him. I recall seeing him for quite a while. And they gave he, him a Duncan Robinson didn't play last night. Okay. He doesn't play. So they went – their rotation, was, which was a pretty big rotation for a play-in game, which most teams treat like playoff games. They had a 10-man rotation. Uh, Kevin Love only had gotten three minutes. Uh, Martin got 29 off the bench. Kyle Lowry had 33. Kyle Lowry played a great game last night. Uh, I want to give him some flowers. Aladipo played nine minutes and Cody Zeller played four. But again, they went 11 for 34 from uh, downtown last night. Only shot 39 for 91. You picked up Kevin Love and then he played three minutes? Well, if you look at Kevin Love against a guy like Collins or Capella, what is he going to do? He can't chase Collins around. He can't. Well, but he's at least going to pull Capella out from being under the hoop. I guess, but this isn't Kevin Love of old. I mean, this is Kevin Love who is old. Yeah, I mean, but he's still stroking. He's still got to respect the three. What you say? For more than three <laughs> minutes, maybe. I got the hiccups from them pickles, man. You got, you got like the yips or something. I can't believe, I can't believe, we, I can't believe we did that. It was an experience. It was an experience? I mean, it was. It was, it was I'm cool. still feeling pretty ill. I don't, I don't want to do it again. No, I don't. I still want to do it again. No, I will never do it again. Yeah, no, probably not. No, well, there's no, there's not going to be a pickle juice bet next year. Like, yeah, there will. First, because I, people first like po- it. First podcast of the season, we're we're gonna have to set the stakes. <laughs> I um, I I will only do it because Chai Sports fan really looked forward to it. So that's the only reason I'll do it. Oh, Miami was not great. Okay, I'm looking at that now. Miami shot thirty. Four percent from three this year on thirty-four, almost thirty-five attempts a game. So their attempts landed them in the top ten in the league, but their percentage landed them in the bottom half in the league. Actually, bottom four. So we just got to catch them on a semi-bad night, and we we should have a pretty competitive battle on our hands. I feel like they're going to be very motivated, especially with how they were there. Jimmy Butler is. Going to get his chance at revenge, too, as much as we're talking this up as a prove-it game for Zach Levine to, you know, the Bulls made the right move down the road, da 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 um, This is just as much chip on Jimmy's shoulder, the team that gave up on him, brought him in, built him up, and then gave up on him when it was time to pay up. He gets the chance to send them home and send them into a rebuild, uh, all the same way that the Bulls do. We've heard the talks of Jimmy's kind of, displeasure over there in Miami currently, which I guess isn't a surprise giving the Jimmy Butler story uh, since leaving Chicago. Uh, so to say that this is a huge game uh, for both players involved in that deal is an understatement 
And I think you're going to see both of them go at it. And at least for the most part in my memory, Zach Levine tends to perform fairly well against Jimmy Butler. Well, you know what, man? Guess what? You got a machine that'll tell you that? I got a second screen that'll tell me that right now. So what we're going to do is is you're going to talk while I type this in. I'm so happy with your second screen. Thank you. It, it, it brings all my dumb ideas to, to, to fruition, and then we, we can actually talk about those ideas. In, in, in 12 games against Jimmy Butler in his career, Zach Levine is averaging 22.3 points, five rebounds, 3.6 assists. He's shooting 37% from downtown and 48% from the field. So I feel like the points are down a little bit, but some of those games got to be probably also earlier in the Minnesota days too. Well, so. yeah. So the first three matchups, um, it appeared, yeah, uh, Zach was in Minnesota for their first three matchups, and then the uh, the second matchup was when Jimmy, or the, I'm sorry, the fourth matchup was when Jimmy was in Minnesota, the fifth in Philly, and then the rest are against Miami. So can you do just the last nine games since Zach has got to Chicago against Jimmy? Yes, I can. You just have to keep talking. Give me a minute. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know. We, we, we want those deets because that's all that matters to us as Bulls fans. Who gives a shit what he did against Jimmy when Jimmy was a Bull? I want to know what Zach has done since then. Since he's been a Bull, uh, Zach has averaged 25.1 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, and 3.4 assists per game in the in the nine games that Zach has been a Bull against Jimmy when Jimmy was not a Bull. Uh, he shot 35.8% from three, 47.6% from the field. Okay, points up, efficiency down a little bit. Yeah, um, and in most of those games, except – I'm sorry, in most – yeah, he was minus in a lot of those games, except like the first three he was – or first two he was plus, and the last one he was plus. The rest of them minus, or negative in the plus minus. Well, the last ones, that's all that matters because that's right. the narrative that I'm running with. So, uh, Zach Levine's going to be Jimmy Butler on Friday night. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, fuck him. I mean, let's get let's get the dub. It's Miami. Let's have a little bit of that Chicago Miami rivalry from the early 2010s. I really don't. Are you as worried about Miami as you were Toronto? I felt like Toronto, outside of like the Bucks, was probably the absolute worst matchup for us in general in the East. I just because throughout their roster they just have size. I don't like playing. This is why I'm scared of of them uh, to a certain extent. If Kyle Lowry plays the way that he did against Atlanta and Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler are doing their thing, you got to worry about one more guy. And that other guy is very versatile. And it's Bam out of Io. And he always eats against us. So I am yeah, a little nervous. Vooch really is not an answer for Bam. I guess the thing that I'm going to rest my hopes on is the fact that Kyle Lowry generally sucks in the playoffs. And at this point of his career, he kind of just generally sucks all around. But this so, is the playoffs. This is the play in. Uh, okay. So, but performing, <laughs> in a, performing in a game where your team is getting, like, decimated, like playing from behind, I feel like there's there's pressure there, but the pressure is also, like, gone. Like, you just adrenaline, not even thinking about it. You're just going full steam. Like, the game is not on the line. It's not a close game. So, as much as the pressure is on, it's not the same as a close game or a playoff game. I don't I don't know. I'd bet money Lowry does not have nearly as good of a game against the Bulls with Caruso and Bev out there that he did with Trey Young out on the floor. I think that probably had a pretty good reason to why he had a good game, similar to why Zach having Van Fleet as his primary defender most of the night is why Zach was able to get off in that second. Do you keep the starting lineup the same going into this Miami game? 
Are you not? Are you worried about size a little bit? I think after tonight, you say fuck it. Um, so you go, you go in again with Bev. Our, our buddy Kevin Bulldog Anderson over at NBC Chicago oh, shared fun stats about the Bulls' net rating with this oh. uh, starting five. That being Caruso, Pat, Bev, Zach, Demar, and Vooch, being a top five starting five throughout the league. I think it was even better than that. I just don't want to be too hyperbolic with it because uh, I don't have the stat on hand. But this starting five is extremely effective together. And if you just had success tonight, despite that success coming in the second half with adjustments, I think you start the game the same, despite Patrick Williams showing you enough to maybe sway you that like, hey, he is kind of ready for this moment. and he Well, he's a key cog in this machine, Goose, especially especially on Friday night because him and Kobe are going to have to bring it off the bench again. So, and that's that's all the more reason why you ride it the same because you don't want to break up that Kobe-Pat connection on the, yeah, you're right. on the bench. I'm just I, – I look at the size, um, you know, it's not yeah, – you're right. It's not an extension. Not that bad. It's trust. No, it's, it's just bad. It's Hero, bad. Jimmy, yeah. No, it ain't that bad, actually. No, they could they could do some real damage against this team. They really can. No, they could do some real damage as long as Gabe Vincent doesn't catch fire like freaking Cork Miles and him usually tend to do against the Bulls. That's very true. That's very true. Well, man, I mean, we did it. The Bulls take down the Raptors in Toronto for the first time this year. We're playing one more game than I anticipated. We're playing one more game than I anticipated, and – we and, deliver. And Jerry's one game closer to actually getting some home playoff revenue. Motherfucker. That's, that's, that's conflicting, isn't it? That's just fucking do, do, do you want to see Jimmy Butler smiling or do you want to see Jerry smiling? I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's, it's not. I, I'd, I'd rather see Jerry smile as long as Zach and the rest of the team are smiling when they send Jimmy in Miami out of their own house the same way they did to the Toronto Raptors tonight because that – was by far the most enjoyable game of the year, despite the start to it where I was full DEFCON 5 ready to just talk about uh, trading everybody and how easy it is after that pitiful first half uh, performance. But now they came back, and we're going to win the championship. We're just going to take it a game at a time, man. Yeah, and then we're going to win the championship. Okay. I can't wait. If they if they win the championship, I will I will do another pickle juice. Our our championship is Friday night. It's game seven of the finals Friday night. That's no. that's that's it. Let's make it happen, man. I, I love I love to end Jimmy on Butler, that. Let's send Jimmy Butler home and travel back and forth between Milwaukee like the crazy Chicagoans that we are. Yeah, I love to end on that, man. Friday is game seven for us. Let's fucking go. Let's get a dub and let's get the Miami Heat out of here. And we'll go to the A seed and we'll get our asses whipped by Milwaukee. All right. That's yeah. our spot. Uh-huh. That's our fucking spot. Uncle Jerry will get his playoff revenue. We'll be excited for like a little bit. And then we're going to cost me several hundred dollars because I feel like I have to go. You have a great time. I will be here. No doubt. <laughs> no, no. Unless I get free tickets again. That's the only way I'll go. Uh, everybody, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You already know the whole spiel. Go to the YouTube. That's the most important thing. Go to the YouTube. Subscribe to the on tap Sportsnet YouTube channel five-star rating and review anywhere you listen to podcasts because you can listen to us there. We'll be back Friday night after the Bulls take on the Miami Heat in a do-or-die game. Game seven, Goose, kind of. Fuck it. Definitely game seven finals kind of feel. For for this caliber team, this, this is the finale. This is the finale. Let's go Bulls. And buzz.